Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of Utopia to Me with me. Hi, your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? Guess what? This is my last podcast that I made here in Los Angeles, California, and it's a beautiful day. And I'm going, my wife and I are going on a plane tomorrow to go back to early, early spring weather Toronto, which still means very cold weather. So we've tanned. We feel good. We'll be back. Even though actually when this podcast comes out, it'll be late, mid to late spring. So don't worry, mid spring. But this is what's happening. This is the truth. I'm going home tomorrow. And, but you know what? We ended with such a bang, really fun podcast uh, episode with Dave Ross, stand-up comedian, sketch comedian, and just all-around great guy. Also loves the same music as me for the most part. So basically, I'm giving you a warning or also I'm telling you this is going to be awesome. The first 15, 20 minutes, we talk about bands a lot. And if you're a music freak, you'll know what we're talking about. And even if you're not, it's interesting because it's a good insight into two funny guys and what they love. But so, yeah, it was fun talking about Dave with about music and then also his utopia is insane. And we had so much fun laughing and talking about that. So I'm not even going to, you know, I got to pack, man. I got to go on a plane to get out of here. So I'm not going to talk much more, but I'm going to get right to this awesome podcast with the hilarious Dave Ross, punk rock, utopia worlds, all kinds of outer space craziness, um, cows. What's that? Oh, you don't even know. You'll see. Here we go. We're beginning episode 34 with Dave Ross now. Enjoy. Um, yeah, that's one thing that I kind of grew grew away from from punk, some of punk when I was like a teenager. Yeah. So I was super in it. For, the negative side. But it almost is like you think you're getting going out there and being wild and crazy and free, but it becomes super conservative. Like it almost like there's like this mean? like there's these set of rules that you have to follow. Oh, that's so like true. Almost fascist. Totally. It's weird. Like, like Minor Threat or something actually turns into like... If you don't dress a certain way, yeah. you don't fit in, people treat you differently. And there is that weird... It Like, you think it's artsy and, you know, some punk is, but then, yeah, the, the, that aggro side does start happening, right? Yeah, man. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've always... I didn't... It didn't even occur to me when I was a kid that uh, a lot of punks would be in it to be cool. And I guess, like, I wanted to be accepted. Like, I wanted to be cool amongst those kids. Yeah. I was, like, very much, like, uh, I wanted to be, like, the punkest punk kid that ever punked, you know? Yeah. But it never would have occurred to me that people were in it for the violence or for uh, the, like, the fuck everybody attitude. Yeah. Because... What I loved about it was the fact that it was an alternative to my terrible fucking high school and all the yeah, terrible yeah. fucking music they listened to and all the the terrible ways that people talked about each other. Well, like the the first thing that ever drew me to punk rock was that the dudes in the bands were like really like crazy and aggressive and they like talked about partying and stuff, but then they were like super nice to women. I always really loved that. Like yeah, all yeah. the lyrics from all my favorite bands, all my favorite punk bands were like they would be like, I'm sorry to girls or, or like or like long for them or want yeah, them Yeah, there's around. like the lovesick nerd style punk. But it was never shitty. It was yeah. never like they owed them anything. It was never mean. It was always just like, oh, she doesn't like me. Or like, oh, she, I, she had to leave. Or, oh, I had to leave. It was never like, 
like, she's going to suck my dick. Or, like, she didn't suck my dick, so she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Right? I, that's like what I rap relate to in Some life. rap and heavy metal talk about women like they're like cars or whatever. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2? No. Uh, uh, didn't they just one? get released? No, it was a while ago. Part 1's the one with the germs and everything? Yeah. Yeah, so, I've seen it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that one's great. Yeah. And it's all about like, yeah, LA Wait, can Punk. I just say, I should say I pressed record while your guest today and I were already in the midst of talking about punk rock because <laughs> we grew up with it. So yeah. I just wanted to say... Dave Ross. What's up? Yeah. Super hilarious stand-up, sketch comedian, show producer, podcaster, way more. Oh, boy. He's my guest. Awesome. We'll continue talking about punk rock, and then we'll get into the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into... Yeah, thanks for coming on, though. Dude, thanks for having me. And it'll yeah. be easy to segue into the other stuff, because... <laughs> Uh, Your like perfect a, a world punk is just show. a punk show. It's yeah. just a punk show. Yeah, my yeah. perfect world is a, is a punk show from when I was growing <laughs> up in northern New Jersey. Oh, um, I didn't know where you're from. Cool. Well, I'm from... Orange County, New York, but yeah, that it's a rural area comparatively to the rest of New York, and so I would yeah. drive down into Jersey to go to shows mostly. Oh wow, yeah, um, and yeah, what I loved was like, I don't know, man. I still was, I still was afraid and and like thought no one liked me and uh, and was like really awkward and stuff, and and so I was still like a little bit removed from the scene for that reason because I just didn't think I was like worthy of people's company, but but regardless. The people that I met and knew at punk shows were super nice and super yeah. welcoming. And I always, you know, like mosh pits would break out and people would throw kicks and punches and dance and stuff. But then if you fell down, everyone would pick you up. And punch you in the face. And then punch you in the, <laughs> punch you in the face, pick you up. But that, yeah. like, picking you up is what I loved about it. You're right, you know? right. And, uh, and, and yeah. they did try to not drop you when you were jumping off the stage and all that stuff. Yeah, it was all like we're in this big aggressive fight together. We're yeah. all just like trying to let out steam. We're not trying to hurt each other. Right, you know? right. And uh, when I started to notice people uh, who dressed like punks uh, not trying to be anti-corporate or anti-establishment at all, and I don't, just like in mindset, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, maybe this is bullshit. And then I started to notice people just like – really over the top dressing punk and it yeah. like it, once it occurred to me that you it can take you two hours to put up a mohawk and that has absolutely nothing to do with your belief system or whether or not you're a nice person it all kind of fell apart for me yeah and now like what, what how we started talking about this is fucking ben weasel punched that girl in the face yeah. two years ago and what a heartbreak man we all yeah. grew up with that band and it like that band especially was just like oh you High school sucks. We're going to give you an alternative to that. Totally. We're going to give you something fun to listen to and fun to do, where, and the people are nice. But that's what I'm saying before we hit record was where – okay, when Ben Weasel punched the fan in the face, the female fan, it's never good no matter what, obviously. We don't even have to say that. But where was this guy – this wasn't 90s screeching weasel, Ben Weasel. This was like yeah. 2010. Years of like, him. Doing so, this shit. oh, really? It wasn't just a one-time thing. No, no, no I mean of being a punker. Yeah, whatever. exactly. So, where is this guy's mind now? At the time he punches, like, is his? You know what I mean? It might not even represent the good old days. Yeah, it represents this person that's like, I'm touring around a fucking like a whiny band for kids, and I'm forty something. 
Like well, this is, I'm not justifying it, but maybe his brain was just no. I know you're not justifying about to it. spaz out. And I actually appreciate that. I think that that's yeah. true. Like him doing that doesn't make like think about the music Trent Reznor. We were kids. Bad Trent Reznor in his fifties or whatever. How old he is now? For late forties, still has to be like head like a hall. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There's a point where he's like, can't I just like sit in the jacuzzi and eat an avocado? Luckily for <laughs> which he gets to do though. Uh, he, yeah, he probably does get to do for too. Trent Reznor. It's a little different because his music has mm-hmm. evolved way more. Nine Inch Nails. He's actually yeah. He's a more. You're right. He's and, a, He's and I still feel like I'm, I'm. I still feel like I might be justifying Ben Weasel's actions, and I'm totally not. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you're that not. This guy's probably by the point he does do something that heinous, he's a whirlwind of regret and bitterness. I think that where he wasn't 20 years ago. The thing to take from what you're saying is that like you don't. <laughs> It doesn't poison your past because that guy did that. He wasn't always garbage when he was right. writing this music. And like For sure he's probably he's most likely he's garbage. Now. <laughs> now he's garbage. I mean he's definitely garbage. He punched a female fan. He punched someone yeah. in the face from this whatever, man. I don't It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. Uh but I have I have at numerous times in my adult life tried to relive uh punk uh yeah. from like being a kid. And uh Honestly, it's always been like that. Like, uh, yeah, I went to see Bouncing Souls were my favorite band for a long time. And yeah, the reason they're my favorite band, I is love because, their first two albums, dude. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna appreciate the story. I then. saw them a couple times. In they came to L.A. and a few other cities, and they yeah. played four shows in a row in each city. And each night they played two albums, start to finish. Whoa. And so I went to the first one. Because they played The Good, The Bad, and The Argyle and Maniacal Laughter start to finish. Yeah, those are my faves. Yeah. The, me too. And so I went with Ed Galvez and Whit Thomas and a handful of other oh, punks in town. Cool. And um, Yeah, Ed Galvez used to run Punk House. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That is one of the longest running show uh, comedy shows in Los Angeles. It went for like 10 or 11 really? years or something. I, yeah. Then I guess I caught it right at the end. I did yeah. it last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It ended this year or last year? I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, so 2014, you, yeah. So a bunch of cool punk comedians so a bunch of in cool L.A. comics, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we went, and uh, we were so stoked. Yeah. Ed and I were especially stoked. Uh, not to say Wit wasn't excited. He's but I younger, think right? Ed and, yeah, Ed and I were really Bouncing Souls nerds. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, Greg uh, couldn't have given less of a shit about right. the show. He clearly didn't want to be singing the songs. He wasn't really excited by it at all. He forgot most of the words. He kept saying, like, "Ah, I don't know the words to this one. And also, (laughs) he, like, wasn't... It was, like, fucked up. We paid for the tickets. And they were doing a nostalgia show. Come on, man. Get it together. Right. And then the rest of the band was, like, playing their dicks off. They were, like, really stoked. The, uh, especially the, the, the bassist and the guitarist were just, like, Going for Freaking it. out. And Greg was like barely even moving. He was kind of bobbing his head to dance to some. And then at the end of the show, we were like chanting for them to come out and play more songs. He, Greg comes out by himself, plays, and goes, uh, well, the reason that we weren't going to play more songs is because we were just playing the fucking albums. And we were like, I, sorry, man. And he like played something off his solo record. Ew. And then he left. Does anyone know his solo stuff? <laughs> Some people knew it. I'll tell I, you exactly <laughs> when I started. My interest in punk started waning in high school or like near the end of my teens. Yeah. 
was when I went to see Lagwagon for the second or third time. Nice. And it's sort of the same situation. But this is like mid to late 90s now. Uh, the singer spent the whole show like walk, like basically singing to a girl on the side of the stage. And then he'd even go and like kiss her and talk to her during songs. So it was like, oh my God. It's just like this d- dude that's like just trying to pick up young girls in the city. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, we buy your albums. We love your music. Yeah, come on, Like, man. sorry we're not girls. <laughs> sorry we're not going to fuck you. Yeah. that's So he wasn't even really focused on the show. He wasn't like, even in it. That's the thing, man. I think that, like, uh, yeah. over time, you're just not in it anymore. And you should acknowledge that. I know. And uh, get out of it. And do something else. And if you... Honestly, it's on me, too. I shouldn't... I learned... I did another... I went to a couple other shows of bands I loved back then, yeah. uh, trying to just like because that was my life, dude. I would go to shows and I would just love it. I would love it so intensely. Yeah, I would be in the pit the whole time dancing. I would know all the words to every song. I like you couldn't make me sad at those shows. <laughs> I was like, I would come out of there like so, my all my clothes would be soaked through with sweat. I would buy all the merch. I would yeah. fuck. It. I was just like such a huge fan and. Uh, and so it stuck with me, obviously, and I would, like, a few times I tried to go to shows of those bands and, like, stand in the back and drink a beer and watch. And, you know, I'm more relaxed about it, but I'm still pretty excited, and I would watch it and never lived up to it, ever. Yeah. And that's on me. We should just all, them and us, you gotta, it's unfortunate, but you, things are of a time and place. They just are. You can't recreate I, something that already has no, been. No, trust me, man. I want to get back into skating, and I'm fat, and my knees hurt. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that side of it, I tried too. To ollie, it's impossible. I tried to ollie like over a little something this summer on someone's deck, and my body was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I still I still have it in me, like, oh, if I lose this, I cut out beer, I could do it. Yeah. It's so dumb. But, uh, yeah, let's before we get into the main like premise of the podcast... Let's talk a bit more about music because you know my favorite bands now. You're like friends with them. That's insane to me. <laughs> yeah, and we I feel like before. if I move out here, I will get to meet them, and that blows my mind. Oh, I'm sure you will, man. Because John Dwyer, Ty, like, and John and Michael. Yeah, yeah. basically, you just mentioned like the holy garage punk psych triumvirate for all of us. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, that's the weird thing. It started in they started in big in the Bay, and now they're here in LA. Totally. But John Dwyer's from Coach Whips, the OCs, and I've seen and Hospitals and Pink and Brown. And, yeah. Uh, and now he's Damage Bug, and oh, I don't know Damage Bug. That's his like electronic side band. Oh, cool. like it's just him with like a bunch of electronics. Speaking of which, yeah, dude, see, do you nerd. listen to Total Control? Yeah, they're they're they kill me. I love Total Control. Most they're of like my, favorite my favorite bands band. are from Australia right now. Is Total Control from Australia? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, have I you ever heard them. of UV Race? No. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> is, We're just gonna like you just list bands. Yeah, totally. Right Total Control is on Castleface, right? I feel like that's how I know about no, them. No, but they did a split with the OCs. That's how I know three, them. Three, two or three years ago. Dude, they See? have this seven-inch paranoid kid, video. Do you have that? Yeah. It's like yeah. paranoid. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. <laughs> I when I got I thought of them because you said John Dwyer's uh electronic side project. Yeah. And I've always kind of thought of them as like heightened John Dwyer in every way. Well, uh, they'll do like songs that straight out shred and then they'll go off like into weird like, gothy songs. Yeah. Yeah. Also. They have two albums uh that you should check out. Henge Beat and 
the latest one. I forget what it's called, but um, yeah, they're just amazing. Yeah, I forgot the new one too. Hengebeat is incredible, and the yeah. Paranoid Video Seven Inch is like because I feel Hengebeat like the goth one you're more... talking about, Carpet Rash. Is that the one? That yeah, the long song. There's a couple on Hengebeat that are like really sort of gothy droning yeah. songs. They all throw them in, and then my favorite song on that album is Retiree. Yeah. I can listen to Retiree over and over. Yeah. It's like how yeah. it starts like that? Oh, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I love them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I don't actually, I don't know John yeah. Dwyer that well. And I don't but know. But he's gone to your show, which you run now. I met him Good there. Heroin. Yeah. Which I did last Saturday. And it's my, it's my new favorite show. Oh, man. In Thanks. LA for sure. And I'll mention this. My favorite before that was Holy Fuck. Which you did at the theater downtown. Oh my god, that's so great! Like dude. three years ago. Oh yeah, those are the best, the two best shows I've done here for sure. Well, like Meltdown. Everyone, Meltdown's great. Yeah, but it's almost like you pick yeah. another one. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like obviously it's Meltdown's on TV. great. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to know about that. And yeah, I haven't yeah. done that one in three years. Like I can't even get back on because I'm not like a TV head anymore. Well, it's just hard to get on there in general, man. Like they, yeah, it's on TV. Everyone wants to do it. Yeah, but it's everyone it's awesome. It. But for real. Like shows, like local underground type yeah. shit. Yeah, Good wow, thank you, rules. man. Yeah, that was the best. Um, yeah, so my one of my best friends in the entire world is Anna Saragina, who co-hosts my podcast with me. Yeah, and uh, she is really good friends with John Dwyer and yeah. Ty Siegel, and by proxy Michael Cronin. And her roommate, and was, her old roommate is Petey oh, Dammit. who was like the rhythm guitarist. Yeah, he was the bassist, but but, he, it, but he played it on guitar. He played right? it on guitar, a, a yeah, low tune guitar. Yeah. See, did you know I was this big a nerd about it? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> and actually, dude, I mean, speaking of my podcast and that, you should especially Ty yeah. and Michael and Petey have all done my podcast, and they were all great. Oh, wow. But Petey's is crazy because yeah. The premise of the show is I interview people about uh, what, what they hate about themselves about? or what they're scared of. It's called of. Terrified, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's an option. You get is to it talk on about. Nerdist? Yeah, it's on Nerdist. Oh, sweet. Okay. You get to talk about either what scares you or what you hate about yourself. Yeah. And Petey was like, I fucking hate myself, and here's why. And he just goes through this list. It's intense. He, like, hates himself. What? Dude. Yeah. And the episode is about how he, like, doesn't really get laid that much. And it's like. I'm like, dude, but you he was are Petey Dammit. Yeah. And he's like, I know. And it's because he's, <laughs> he's like, I know. Yeah. But it's yeah. because he's a, such a soft, sweet man. Yeah. If you talk to Petey, he looks like a fucking skinhead that'll just slit your throat. Yeah. Like, he but is like a cool, the sweetest like the, man. Like the reggae skinhead. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's clearly yeah, yeah. not a... <laughs> right. <laughs> not the neo-Nazi, yeah. But yeah, so Anna knows and all them. And his head does not stop moving. No. Can I ask you one <laughs> thing? Can we, since you know these guys, sure. Can we? Do you know why they got like John got a different touring band and he's recording with them and stuff? No, I can don't. Can we not say on the I, podcast? I don't know, and yeah. I I do know that Petey was bummed because that's huge. Yeah, you know, for someone that's seen them a million times. But I also know that like, yeah, this is hard to talk about because I don't know them that well. We're talking about the OCs, by the way. Yeah, I know that like even when Petey and Bridget and the other dude from SF were in the band, yeah. um, John. It was always his band. Yeah, yeah. And he would like... Um, I think of him as like a psych punk James Brown, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Same. And uh, he would, I guess, um, he would just like write records and record them without Petey and Bridget, like with other yeah, people, yeah. and then just like tell them like, hey, I made a new record. And so like yeah. it, their relationship was always 
kind of like, like backing disjointed band. or something. I don't know if it was backing band. They were definitely the OCs and they were considered the OCs. Well, but they, like yeah. him, I think that it was, it was like not totally unexpected, but like really, really tough on all of them when that happened. Yeah. Okay. But I also do know, Anna told me that John moved when he moved to LA. Yeah. Uh, PD, he was like, Oh yeah, this is the other thing. I'm this is weird. I shouldn't talk about it because I don't know them. But I also know that John was like offered PD and Bridget to stay in the band, but they had to move to LA with him. Yeah, and that Bridget makes... wanted to have kids, and PD yeah. didn't want to move. That's okay. I think it's okay if you if they ever listen to this podcast, which <laughs> I I doubt they'd find it, but uh, unless they're looking for you, which would be nice. But yeah, or they meet me and they like me. But the thing is, oh, I know we're just talking about it because. If you guys ever listen to this, it's because I'm a freak for you, I, uh, you guys. I love that, dude. Band. I I love. So that don't worry, we're all, it's shit. all good. Yeah, and um, me too. Oh, speaking of which, yeah. So, um, I've got of all those guys, I I've gotten to know well PD really well, and I'm I, I've gotten to know Michael, yeah. and Ty a little better because they've both done Terrified, yeah. And um, I just had Michael on again, Michael Cronin, Michael yeah. Cronin, yeah, who. Another dude, they're all so nice, dude. We yeah. were talking about punks uh, doing it for like the community and the the like warmth and the support. Yeah, those guys are a shining example of that, man. I saw yeah. Ty; he did four shows in a row at the Echo recently, and I went to one. Michael was playing in his band. Oh, have you heard Wand yet? Yeah, Wand. That's my new favorite band. Basically, two albums in one year, basically a year's length, and they're both killer. They, Am I, this is the nerdiest episode I've ever. <laughs> where you, I'm actually nerdy now. Yeah, I'm. I nerd out about this shit too, man. Yeah. Right? So Wand opened for them. It was such a good show. Yeah. And uh, Ty, dude, fucking Ty Siegel, who his live show is like nut. It's so loud and yeah. so fast. They. He started the show. He just like walked out and they started playing. They played the first song. He ended the song. He goes, "Hey, uh, what's up? Um, I just wanted to say." That I was the one that stage dove during Wand, and I like landed on that girl, and I like hurt her arm, and I just wanted to say I'm really sorry that I hurt your arm, and I uh, I was just trying to get people excited about Wand. I'm really I'm really sorry. Who and who said that? Ty, Ty Siegel. Yeah. Oh my god. And then like they played like two more songs, and he's like, "How are you guys?" And everyone's screaming, and then he like you hear this girl yelling, and he's like, "Wait, what? What?" And he he looks down, and you hear this girl like say something. He goes, "She lost her glasses," and uh, yeah. like, "Hey, everyone, back up, back up." Everyone backed up, and he was like, "Oh, are they?" And she found him, and he goes, "She found her glasses," and then the whole crowd cheered. Yeah, such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And- well, the only time I got to see him due to schedule and all that stuff was them opening for the OCs about two or three years ago in Toronto, and he had to cut the fucking uh, his set short because he was so pissed that the security guard kept like pushing people around and. And then he got into a little bit of a scrap with him, and he was like, "All right, sorry." And that's how he ended it in Toronto. Oh, the Ty Segal band. I think he might have told me about. Yeah, that Michael show. Cronin was there uh, playing like, bass with him, and yeah, yeah. He told me when. when and I, I guess who was the guitarist? Was it the guy from Meat Bodies, or was it? I don't know Charlie uh, Muthart or whatever. There's another guy that plays in both Michael and Ty's band, whose name I'm forgetting right now. Who's not Charlie? Is but, it the guy from? I'm, I think so. They I'm have like, a bunch of friends. I feel like this is just for us. Now. Yeah, probably. But it's but, good. It's like, okay, well, anyways, that happened. But I did get to see them 
yeah, see him be like, he was really cool. You just wanted everyone to rock. It was really fun. And by the way, I just want to say, you keep saying that you're nerding out. Like, yeah. I, I nerd out about it. Like, I literally, <laughs> when I, I, it's weird. It's weird to meet and get to know people that whose content you adore so much. Because I really adore it, and and it's weird. Like, yeah. cause I, I just, I, I know them now, and well, it's like, you, like I'm so the same I, way. It's so I don't even know how to describe it. It's like I have to divorce the two. It's almost like two yeah. different people. It's like a person I know, and then yeah. this music I listen to. Because otherwise, I would act like a 14 year old. Yeah, you me. almost don't want to meet yeah. them like in the state how you freak out to their music. Totally. Well, when, like same here. When we're like, I had to catch myself when we were talking at good heroin on saturday and you told me that they come by in my head i totally had that teenage thing where it's like i'm gonna move to la i'm gonna do good heroin all the time and i'm gonna meet these guys and then we're all gonna tell jokes and have fun and, you know i don't think that's that inaccurate though man I, and we should use that to segue into what we think utopia is yeah uh, totally thanks but i was gonna me. say and this is going to suck if you are a fan of these bands and you're listening and you're not Chris or me. Yeah. Um, I just had Michael on my show again. And because of that, he sent me his new record. And uh, Three. MC3. MC3, which it comes out in May. And uh, we should listen to it. It's super good. It's like crazy good, man. Wow. He was like, he added like a string section to like half of the songs. Well, it's yeah. It's nuts. The other guys like just keep blazing and blazing it and creating these tracks that just like, but like Michael Cronin's the one that's trying to be like, hey, check it out. I'm like a sort of like a punk rock Brian Wilson. Yes, you know what I mean. Like he's trying to like do these these like raging rock songs with super pop melodies and like he makes very catchy, very hooky pop. Yeah, like the songs. last album almost sounded like just a fuzzy summer grunge album. Totally. From the 90s. It's a summer yeah. Yeah. And his first album is like a Nirvana album where like yeah. every song is like, like early thematically Nirvana. different but uh tonally similar, you right. know? Which is like that's what I always loved about Nirvana. He could write a song in any style and it would still be definitively Nirvana. Oh yeah, know? yeah. Uh cool but, that you say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Treats. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> but now yeah, okay. This yeah. is the longest I've ever just riff before getting into it but this is like my favorite shit so <laughs> yeah that's cool man. thanks everyone for listening if you don't know these bands <laughs> but now you will and actually i have a lot of comedian friends that do like these bands too but yeah so now you do go out check it out all these guys come to california whatever but yeah so you're you were saying your perfect utopian world would be like just a cool high school punk show <laughs> Yeah, kind of. What what would it be? It would be like if I just think about my perfect world right now, it yeah. would be like it would actually and it's going to sound corny, it would not be that different from what I do in yeah. my life. A couple I would make a couple changes. Yeah. The, and they would just be one, I would have a shitload of money and so would everybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Money would not be an issue. Would you be really living weird. in a California style yes. world? Yeah. That's I'm looking out the window of the Airbnb you're staying in right now. Yeah. A palm tree blowing in the wind. I know. And that's why I say I'm almost in Utopia right now. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I like Well, you're from like Jersey, I'm from Toronto. It's we know like gray skies. Yes. I love I love it when it's breezy, man, when it's yeah. fucking seventy degrees out. I don't want I don't want it to be too hot. I don't yeah. want it to be too cold. Just breezy. And like really, my perfect world, I get to do everything I do now. I get to make comedy 
all the time, but money's not an option. And then the only thing past that would be just like I live in a neighborhood with all my friends who make comedy and make music and make whatever. And we just make shit together and we just fucking grill food, hang out, smoke weed, (laughs) and just sleep a lot. (laughs) <laughs> that's my utopia man short episode yeah over <laughs> done that's good though i forget that's good that you say that because i forget sometimes i come from the same creating comedy like you know i started sketch improv and then into stand-up but i come from the same mindset as like oh yeah i have to remind myself that i have to keep trying to make money at this yeah because i'll do it anyways <laughs> yeah and that's when gigs rip you off too right they're like they know most comedians <laughs> that love doing it will just do it. <laughs> yeah. So. And you're like, no, nah, man, I've so many times. Yeah. Like, no, nah, man, it was so fun. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then you're like, you're totally, I needed that money so bad. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's better, man. I don't know. And you're like, no, it's, no, you it's guys cool. Are great. Dude. I don't yeah. need. Yeah. One time I like, uh, I fucked myself out of my own guarantee. I, my, I had like a $200 guarantee. We only made 50 on the door. Dude, I had so much fun. I'll never do that again. Right. Short myself 150 bucks, especially when I'm on the road. Jesus yeah. Christ. No, I have that friends that are good, good comics, and they're like, you got to get the money, man. And you I'm have like, to. I'm like so shy about that. Like, uh. Yeah. But they do, do. They are hard with these people. Like, no, you said you'd get this to me, you know, and they get it, and they get the money, and they don't worry about the relationship with that person. Yeah. Like I do for some weird reason, but it's business, so. You it's have hard. to keep a business mind. It's hard to be like that. That's another thing, like. I'm trying to think. I am a pretty simple person. Like literally, yeah. if I think about what my dream car is, yeah, it's like literally, it's just like a Chevy Malibu. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> not a. It's just a car that like uh, looks nice and runs. Yeah. Not a Chevy Malibu. That's like a terrible <laughs> car. Like a Jetta. Like really, I don't care. Oh, I man. love like the Jetta. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like a fucking Functional. like a Fiat, dude. I'd love a Fiat. Ooh, I really? I'd go Jetta over Fiat. you go Jetta over Fiat? But I, well, you're like that, me then. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that interested me from like your brief summary there is grilling shit. Grilling, dude. Like you want to yeah. just like a hibachi outside in the... Dude, you know what I... Because what I love is to make stuff. Yeah. So like I, I want to make food. I want to build buildings like literally things i would like to do in my life i would like to build a house someday that one i'm probably never gonna do i would love to learn how to cook i don't know how do you do anything to learn about how to build a house just in case no i don't in your spare time i don't at all but it's because of time like uh i barely have enough time in my life to uh do all the comedy i want to make money and hang out with the people that i love you know and like because comedy takes up 150% of a normal person's time. Yeah. Uh, And so I can't dedicate any time to some hobby. Hopefully, I will be able to at some point. No, I know. Even if you do have a hobby, yeah, the comedy brain is working 24-7. Yeah. It's weird. But just imagine we lived in a world of all all creators. That would be my utopia, man. Everyone makes things. So everyone knows what that's like. You know what would happen in that world? There would be no fucking YouTube comments. Yeah, yeah. There would be no shitty, like, just dismissive commentary on this thing you created. There would be more empathy then because everybody's trying something. Everyone is making things. Everyone knows that you pour your soul into these things that you create. Everyone knows that every single thing you make matters. And it matters to you and that you do it for the people around you and yourself. 
and yeah. that it hurts both you and them to write a negative fucked up comment unless yeah. they sincerely think it's coming from a bad place or an incorrect perspective or yeah. like you know it's just mean uh and so like that's a nice point i'm imagining like if the whole a world nice were the fucking california coast man where it was just <laughs> like breezy and beachy and 70 degrees all the time and we could all we all all of us who knew each other lived near each other and yeah we could grill and then like one of us is like building something over someone's building a fucking castle you know what i mean <laughs> like uh and then, and then over he just there, cheers him like hey, hey totally <laughs> and then like today we want to know how you build a castle so we walk over there yeah, and we yeah. help them build a castle and we're like dude we're throwing a comedy show later at this castle our other friend built yeah down the street uh, so everyone's got their specific uh, gifts, and then there's like almost like a barter system, but in a friendly like, yeah, come on. So we all it's kind of like uh, yeah. it's kind of like a more like analog every- version of the Matrix, where like you can like upload information into your spine or into your brain or well, whatever. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, dude. Like, there's no <laughs> spike. It's just like we're all gonna live yeah. forever. On this perfect like beach world where we can all hang out, so, so we just sort of meander around learning how to make everything until yeah. we know how to make everything. I love it. I just want to be able to make how everything. How then do we live longer? I think we live forever, man. <laughs> Are you sure? You, you need thousands of years to learn how to make everything, <laughs> and the longer you live, the more stuff. So you're never going to so learn how to make everything. We're just going to become these omnipotent gods that command the universe. I would say that if we get to a point where we can actually how many make everything. There? Oh shit! Is there as many people now? I think probably an ever-growing amount of people. Because if you live for thousands of years, you don't want to have to. You don't want to run out of people to fuck, right? (laughs) You know, because like I have a girlfriend and I love her. But and I'll say that we'll we'll be together. You don't want to be monogamous and live together. I want to be with the girlfriend I'm with now for a thousand years, and then after that, we'll have run our course. And yeah. we'll all, we'll, you know, enter. That's very romantic. Have you told her that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell her that. In a tonight. thousand years, we're going to run our We're going to break up in a thousand years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we'll all enter into this worldwide polyamorous relationship where there is, you know, no such thing as commitment, but there's no such thing as non-commitment, and we all just fucking love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is abstract, but I just pictured the human race literally growing into like this out of one the... throbbing <laughs> strawberry jam, like wow, 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 just floating just through like, the universe. Yeah, <laughs> we just for it just starts because we end up all having our dicks inside each other, dicks and pussies on and inside each other, and then we just never remove, and we become this yeah. big like. Sex Voltron. Yeah. And then no a new alien race asks us questions and we just all answer Ooh. in this one booming voice. <laughs> and we speak and come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just yeah. Like, Aliens learn how to do everything on the planet Earth by getting jizzed on the face. J- yeah. We either come, come or fart, come onto them. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you know that this is how your perfect world was going to go? At no, the I didn't. Of today. <laughs> now I think we're talking about... Uh, what happens as a result of envisioning utopia, you know? Oh, yeah. Just like how communism was a great idea, and then it turned into this horrific thing. My idea of a perfect world just <laughs> turned into this fucking throbbing space cum ball uh, <laughs> where human beings are basically no longer sentient. They're no. just like one one fleshy, I picture a Star Trek bulbous orb. being. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Ugh. Almost like the fattest. We're like a skin borg. Yeah. 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 Man, the Star Trek has come up a lot on this podcast lately. Has it really? Yeah, cuz well, cuz of the Borg and The Borg Star Trek tried to show you what an almost utopian world would look like until they bump into these weirdos. 
You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. That that movie, yeah. Insurrection, right? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah. The one that um, Jonathan Frakes directed. Did he? Yeah, man. Number number one directed that movie. That's why it sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> What's his name on the movie? On the show? Riker. Riker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he directed that one. He might have written it, too. I have a friend that wrote fan fiction for him. Really? A long time There's ago. There's a lot of Riker shit online. People want to <laughs> fuck Riker. There's a, a fan page for Riker's beard that I'm a fan of. Oh, on yeah? Facebook, yeah. I don't know if I've seen it. You got to fan up, dude. Um, so before we... But you... Like, okay, anyways. Let's... We can yeah, totally we went, scale like, it way back. Overboard. But we can scale it back because this is billions of years into the future that we will get to this point. Yeah, yeah. Right now, what I like... Is it's pure California styles, breezy air. Everywhere is California. All like and everyone we're grilling. is a creator. Yeah, everyone's a creator. And there's no money. And I yeah, we're grilling. Everyone's doing it for the love. Everyone's like and we're growing food and we're grilling food. And like here's the thing. The one thing that kinda gets fucked in my perfect world are animals. We're killing like lots of animals and eating them. Yeah. And so if you're vegan, like sorry. Uh <laughs> You can be vegan, but yeah. you can't be a dick about it. There's no dicks right. in this perfect world. So I think we have a lot of vegans, and there's a lot of growing food, and like there's like growing vegetables and nuts and beans and stuff. But you can't get on my case about murdering cows because we're going to be murdering cows yeah. to grill them. Have you still seen like a vegan dickhead recently? Because I feel like it's no, almost become really. a, yeah because it's because they've been killed by all comedians <laughs> and everybody <laughs> right. for the last decade like now people don't even want to be a vegan because of the hate we project towards them yeah it's but weird. they started it but yeah. yeah i mean did they start it i i don't know i think it's <laughs> cool i think it's cool to be vegan i think yeah. that uh i always thought it was weird even when i was like one of my favorite bands when i was a kid was bigwig yeah. And uh, they're from uh, Clifton, New Jersey, and so I, I saw yeah. them like a hundred times live, and uh, and they hated vegans. They had a, a song on every album about how they hate vegans, and then I saw them once. One of my favorite shows I've ever been to in my life was at the Wayne Firehouse, this yeah. fire hall in Wayne, New Jersey. We're talking about punk again. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> My perfect world always comes down to punk, dude. Like, I'm, literally, I always have such idolized the punk rock mentality. Yeah. The, like, uh, DIY, do-it-yourself. Me too. Don't do it for the uh, love of money. Uh, incorporating is the real devil. I uh, I really think that. I think yeah. community and friends are the only thing that will make you happy. And they're actually the only thing that are worth creating things for. Like, yeah. what are you doing something for if it's not... To build a better community, to make people feel included, to make this like, to make your world warm, to make your life right. comfortable. But as you're saying, there's in yeah. still some people that are super idealistic within that world, and then it that gets a little go, intense. Exactly, and then it yeah, goes yeah. overboard, just like yeah. happened when we were describing the, the perfect world, and it turned into that like fuck monster, <laughs> uh, space fuck monster, space fuck monster. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the vegan songs were just yeah. Like, so like, dude, intense. this show was so good, man. We like we waited fucking in the rain. There's a bouncing soul song about this. We waited in the rain for hours, and then we get in, and the lineup was like these bands that like weren't huge yet. It was great. It was Bigwig, Catch Twenty Two, the Ataris, Beefcake, Over It. And uh, Chernobyl kids and uh, all good names. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the sh it got so sweaty. There was so much dancing yeah. that there was a layer of sweat on the ground, and you could run and slide 
50 feet just on your shoes all the way across the mosh pit. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Weird. It was fucking crazy. Nah, 40 feet. You know, I don't know. Yeah. To, to <laughs> me, it was like a whole feet. 30 yeah, yeah. feet, 20. To me, it for was you, like a you track were young, around it was high forever. school. I'm yeah. sliding forever. I'm sliding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in a, right before Big Wig went up, yeah. this dude went up and he was like, Hey, I'm from the New Jersey Vegan Coalition. I'm here to talk to you about being vegan. You should be vegan. Here, here's some vegan food. And he just started throwing bagels into the crown. And people immediately started ripping him up and throwing him at the guy and yelling, fuck you. And then Bigwig came on stage and they were like, they were like, fuck that vegan piece of shit. And they just like played this song, Freegan. <laughs> and uh, we were, I remember thinking like, why do you hate them? What are they doing? Yeah. What's, what's your problem with bagels? Yeah. I felt like that guy made a pretty compelling argument for veganism by giving yeah. us free bagels. Well, if you love meat, there's the vegans are people that are giving you, letting you eat more meat. Yeah, they're not taking meat away from you. My friend Boney has this great joke. I was, I thought that story was going to end where the vegan gets ripped to shreds <laughs> by young punks. They definitely like like uh, fucked with him when he walked off stage and stuff. Which oh, is, yeah. you know, that's the side of punk that I didn't like. The like it can. I don't know. Because getting just, you amped is cool because you need it at that age, but then it turns sometimes it turns into aggro. Well, giving you yeah. the, the dark side of a community is that people who need Which, a community... Which, this works for the utopian topic, yeah, by the way. Yeah. The people who generally need a community or want a community were either ostracized or disdainful of the mainstream community, whatever that is. The yeah, thing, yeah. like, fucking Top 40 Radio. Yeah, and then you go to this space. other place and you feel like other... And then you feel included now that you're you're amongst all these people that are other. And so there's this like honeymoon period where everyone there feels wonderful yeah. and feels great because you're all other and you finally have a place to feel yeah. welcome. But then after a while, you're not other anymore because you're a part of this like massive thing that's growing and growing. And now you are cool and you're interesting and if and, and people want to be around you and you're no longer other and you're no longer pushed away. And so you can, it can develop this entitlement in yeah. people's brains that makes them think that they're allowed to uh, gang up on someone else. Yeah. And they don't even realize that they've become a bully. They've become what they fucking hated. Yeah. I've seen it happen so many times. It fucking sucks, man. That's a good breakdown. Of and, it. Yeah. uh, that's what happened there. These like punks who needed a place to go were like, oh, we're all accepted as punks and that yeah. guy's not one of us, so fuck him. And it's like, you don't even get that he's you. Yeah. So maybe these people in your perfect utopian world then uh, already have an, un, like an innate understanding of uh, relaxing with who they are within... So there's no sort of like neediness for you know what I mean? Like yeah. Some, some court, sort of, sort of approval or like that cool, would be the other side. Cool of it. badge, you the know, like uh, like a washing away of social insecurities. Because like yeah. I definitely would want everyone to still be unique and like different, and uh, and so pe- like-minded people would gravitate toward each other. But if we could remove the like thought that. Um, you're alone from your brain or that you could possibly ever be alone from yeah. the human brain. I think that would really be true utopia. Like, or maybe being okay with being alone. Sure. You know, like just whatever you're I, it's into your thing. I don't want to take it away. From no, you. no, I no. you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Or yeah, there are people that just want to be alone, whatever it is. Cause I always felt okay like around it. those teenage years, because I, I was like, you know, a suburban area of Toronto growing up. And, you know, big city, but I'm just outside of it a little bit, like on the West End. And so then I'm 
I'm rebelling against this idealistic suburban community, which, of course, when you're a kid, it looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> right. Like, you know, materialist, materialism, all that stuff. So, yeah, I think, like, uh, like I wish at that time when I was, like, acting out, like what we're talking about, they they sort of, like, taught you to be cool with, like, within yourself. like to, Or to be able to, like, notice when, like you're projecting outwards insecurities within yourself towards it doesn't have to be towards anything it's within yourself that you look at does that make right. sense right absolutely like you don't have to be like this is bullshit and i'm going to rebel against it. this yeah you just go like oh i don't like this part about me i'll Every, change it from within we're talking about a world where everyone's secure in themselves yeah basically everyone likes themselves confident joe so they don't need other people to like them to feel good yeah that would be it and because i mean fuck man that if that were the case, where we lived wouldn't even matter. Yeah, that's like really what I want. But yeah, dude, I because I, like you don't in, in this perfect world, it wouldn't work if there were insecure people. If we we're like if you and I are like you know we we're uh, on our beach that we live on, and our buddies down the beach building a castle, and we're like, yeah, you just murdered a cow, and it's bleeding out on the beach, <laughs> and we're like pointing at it and it laughing. Sounds like apocalypse now. <laughs> <laughs> and Dennis I was like, hey, man, you got to live. Dude, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we look out and there's like helicopters and dudes surfing. <laughs> there's like a half naked guy yelling at us. Um, no, nah, man. punk rock I really from do... the top of a castle, you know? Part of this perfect world is that we get to kill like shitloads of animals. Because like... Oh man, I that's mean, a good, no one said that on this podcast <laughs> ever, and I really like it. Could I you imagine it. a world where we can just like line up yeah. a cow and just fucking murder that cow? How fucking fun would that be? I mean, I guess it kind of <laughs> happens now, right? <laughs> it does. We just don't see it. <laughs> We're just not the people that do it. Well, I, I don't want to do it now yeah. because I I don't want to like I don't want animals to feel pain. I don't want to waste a life. Yeah, but in a world, I guess I want a world where like. Animals don't have souls. Like, what about like sure? a world where where a cow <laughs> smiles just before it dies? We're talking about so it shows such you. a psychotic utopia right now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I, you're just about to like the things about to go through its head, and it just gives you like a huh? <laughs> like a don't worry about it happy face. <laughs> Cows that alleviate the guilt from us. Yeah, that's great. Uh, no, the animals can talk and they, how about this? Yeah. The animals can talk and they want you to kill them. And, uh, all the, <laughs> they all want to die. What do they say? All Tell the animals me what they are say. suicidal. The, Tell me what they say. Uh, look, man, um, I'm here for you to eat. And the sooner you kill me, the sooner I'll have purpose. So I want you, Dave, look at me, Dave, look at me. I want you to hold me down. I want you to tie me to the ground with like metal stakes and rope, and then I want you to shoot me in the forehead. <laughs> and at that moment will be the moment I'm finally happy. Whoa. That's what I. Uh... That's what McDonald's wants us to think happens. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have one like tied up out in my backyard for a few days, and before I kill mm -hmm. it, when Just I walk out. by, the cow's like, you going to eat me today, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Okay, uh -huh. let me know. I'm excited. <laughs> or how about, okay, that's yeah. one kind of cow. I do yeah, think yeah. that they should all want to die, but they all have a different strategy. Like yeah. our world becomes a video game where yeah. we're trying to, the person who kills the least animals wins. 
Uh, but the animals are trying to get us to kill him, right? So this that's, is a different version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so all the animals have a different strategy for getting you to kill him. So maybe yeah, one's like, you going to kill me today? No? All right. Yeah. Well, I'm here. Maybe yeah. you want it. But then, dude, what, there should be some animals that try to piss you off to get you to like, beat them to death. You know? Like yeah. there, there would be like racist cows and homophobic cows that just like call you gay. So cows say, that like, you actually take your anger out on? Yeah, 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 totally. Cows that are like, black people are inferior. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. You can't fuck your girlfriend. You lose your boner all the fucking time, don't you, you little fucking pussy? But then, you're and then like, you freak you're out and you like, punch the cow in the face. Right, because the cows yeah, have okay. black. cheesy. <laughs> Guilty. Dad joke alert. Yeah, so weirdly enough, you so each individual gets to kill the own meat that they're going to eat, and sometimes that meat, as in a cow, will give you a reason to kill it so you don't feel Not guilty. Not sometimes, always. Okay, so they give you reasons to kill them so you don't feel guilty. Like, and we're talking about they the same world now. The parts of humanity that you resent, like racism or sexism or something bullshit Sometimes. Like that. Either that or they just really want you to. They're really sad and they want to die. Uh, <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> there are going to be vegetarian vegans listening that are like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, That's ridiculous. Yeah. If you're a vegetarian or a vegan or, or, or like very much into animal rights and listening and this is upsetting you, I'm sorry that hearing these things is bothering you, but yeah. I, how could we possibly mean any of this? <laughs> This is so preposterous. <laughs> yeah. We want cows to talk and tell us how sad they are so we feel good when they kill them. Like, it's not. And I, also, <laughs> where, like, who are you going to come running to when the cows do finally take over and <laughs> yeah, start smashing through? Your, yeah, call us. How funny would that be oh if God. The, this whole time vegans were wrong and all animals were depressed and would kill themselves if they had thumbs? Like, thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm going to be honest right now. Um, one thing, you know, I'm a huge meat eater. I love it. But I do not connect a juicy burger with a cute cow. Like, I don't. No. You know what I mean? And I restaurants do a great job of, of separating m- it. Not letting us think that way. It's pretty interesting, actually. Dude, there's this carniceria in Fresno where I used to live. And yeah. carniceria means meat market, yeah. basically. I uh-uh. figured as and, much. Uh, right. Yeah. And it was weird, man. It was like a. A long, thin room, and when you walked in, there was a door. There's just a wall with a yeah. mural on it on the right, and the left was just that row of uh, meat market coolers with the like, you know, different cuts and slices laid out. You know, yeah. so there's like all sorts of pork loin, and then beef shit, and then you know, like the boar's head stuff, whatever. Yeah. So, and then like most of it's cow, just like ground beef and steaks, and then on the right is this mural. Of a pasture with cows grazing on it. Yeah. And I couldn't shop there because I like. W- right. Because there was a direct it's correlation. It was like, I know exactly where you got this fucking meat, man. Yeah. Don't put that in my mind. And cows Please. have long eyelashes, right? <laughs> they look so nice. <laughs> right? It's like, hi. You know what I mean? Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what I hear in my head. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is weird. Like, you know. Just just a little dose of reality. It is funny. Like I, I'll be like, this is the like in Joshua Tree recently. We ju- I just had the best beef burger ever because it was like a total bark biker bar there, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know what they they got local stuff there. And uh, there's no way I think that it's a cute cow that I'm eating. It's just like this delicious hunk of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't put it together at all. I mean, I also don't think milk comes from cows. <laughs> That's weird. Luckily, I think that last year I realized... Oh, when my stomach hurts all the time, that's from milk. Yeah, I don't drink milk either. I used to drink gla- a full tall glass of milk. I'm almost vegan anyway, man. I, I yeah. eat barely any meat. I love oh, meat. Oh, now look at the turn of events. <laughs> 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 you, just, you just want to kill cows for like other reasons for fun. now. Yeah, yeah. I do have like a sick thing in me where I want to kill stuff. Yeah. Like, have you ever been a hunter? Like have you No, ever- no. Me neither. I couldn't do it. It would hurt me it would neither. hurt me. The part that's left Mm-hmm. Uh, over from the the like murderous part of me is too like uh, too soft and too empathetic to want to like see anything die. Yeah, but um, and I probably will end up becoming vegetarian or vegan at some point as a result. Isn't that funny? Yeah, like after all the like. Well, you know, I think it's. But fun wait, you to... mean in this real world? Is it for like eth- uh, ethical reasons? It's not really for ethical reasons. No, I think that like we health? are carnivores and it's okay to eat meat. Yeah, me too. But I. Don't, yeah, I guess partially ethical, partially health. It's those two things. Yeah. But it's more just like I love vegan food. And uh, after a while, um, I know that uh, red meat is going to be really bad for me. And um, yeah. yeah, we don't treat Isn't chickens well. So fucking fuck it, man. This whole like insane cow hunting frenzy turned into like, you know, high blood pressure runs in my family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Well, we don't live in a in a perfect world. Uh, well, in your utopian world, because we we're, we're getting close to the end, and I really let's round up what we've established so far, and I really like a lot of it because you know everybody's doing their thing. They're secure. They're confident people. There's none of that like uh, lashing out. Uh, There's to, no insecurity. To the, to if the you're... point where you turn into a dick, basically. Yeah, man. No one uh, walks up to a group. Doesn't fit in with the group, yeah, and then gets hurt and is all Loki about it. Everybody's doing what they love for, like because they love it. Because they want to learn and they want to make things. Yeah, yeah. And it's California styles. Yeah, dude. Nice breeze, grilling foods, grilling meats. Rains every now and then, but um, not too much. You know. Yeah, coolest. Still want some, you know, variety. Yeah. Maybe it's like once every two years it snows once and we all have a huge snowball fight. Holy shit. Yeah, You just go crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, oh yeah, punk music's playing. Guys building a castle. Yeah, there's a punk show every Uh, night. You can kill your own cow and the cows. And they want you to. They're fine with that. (laughs) (laughs) They're relieved. (laughs) They're into it. It's what they like. As the blood spills from their neck, they say, oh, thank thank you. you. That's the best part. And and uh, guess what, ladies? A thousand years from now, we're going to lose interest in the one we're with. Oh, that's right. A we thousand will all 10, live in uh, content monogamy for a thousand years, yeah. at which point we will uh, shed the burdens of our <laughs> monogamous commitment yeah. and become one united sex being. Sex blob, yeah, throbbing. We know we have all We're knowledge. all knowing. We're all connected. And possibly, if there's life out there, they ask us for other the uh, secrets of life. No, they'll ask, no, there is life out there. Yeah. And they will meet our uh, sort of homogenous sex skin monster that has grown to be bigger than the size of Earth itself. So now it's probably yeah. just still a sphere, except there's so many people layered in this kind of like yeah. uh, 
But fuck nobody cares tiramisu. where they are in the sphere. It's like a fuck onion. Like no one's right. like, oh, I'm on the bottom. No, it's just we keep adding people <laughs> to this weird fuck onion. Yeah, yeah. So now we're the human beings are outside of the the atmosphere of the Earth. Yeah. And uh, a, a spaceship shows up with alien life, and they ask yeah. us for the secrets of the universe, and we speak to them and come, right? Yeah, right. We all face. come on the ship, yeah. and uh, in doing so, give them our knowledge. Fuck, man. <laughs> that is do-, do you think that's beautiful or what? I think it's beautiful, yeah. And then <laughs> at that the moment, we come our knowledge onto that other uh, alien spaceship, yeah. and we all... Simultaneously die. Oh, all of humanity dies in that moment. So in a way, we've it's done like our this purpose. Extreme version. We are extreme versions of seeds of like plants. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? We grow to this part, like us as the sex sphere or the fuck sphere. Fuck onion is like <laughs> basically like a plant being in full bloom. Right. And then we spread our seeds onto another life form to pass on and that then knowledge. We die. And then we blow away in the universe's wind. Or maybe what happens <laughs> is that we we die yeah. and sort of collapse into a, a black fuckhole. You know, like a fuck black hole. Which is what Stephen Hawking calls them. A black fuckhole. <laughs> <laughs> now he does. He's getting older. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> fuckhole. They are Call black fuckholes. Fuck hole. <laughs> um, I... In fuck holes, no one can hear you scream. My dick is made of dark matter. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah, and then yeah. so then maybe... Sorry, it goes into the fuck hole. Collapses into a black fuck hole, and then yeah. we suck everything else around us into this black hole until there's nothing else at all. Yeah. Because isn't that truly what humanity is? True selfishness? You know? Wow. It turned out that our perfect world was just all about us... Getting ours, man. Yeah. We all just wanted to come really, really hard that one time. Isn't that amazing? And then once we spread on that knowledge, we take care of ourselves. We, we come we, once. We basically throw ourselves in the garbage for the rest of the universe. <laughs> we had our orgasm. Now we don't need to come anymore and no one else gets to either. Yeah. Peace. Peace in the universe. Humanity. Wow. What do you think? Are you satisfied with that? I am satisfied. That was a really fun trip. <laughs> we got to go on this fun utopian trip. I think you created a really cool uh, millions of ideas. And also we talked for 20 minutes about punk about rock. About punk rock, yeah. That's like my favorite day. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk a little bit just about what you got coming up. Just because You know what? I've, I've got a bunch of these uh, stockpiled now because of this trip out here. Cool. So this will probably come out within a month. Cool. But I know women, your sketch group is yes. doing really well. And I watched that. Speaking of controversy, because I feel like this could be a controversial uh-huh. ep- episode for some people. <laughs> the I, the one woman sketch, I'm sorry, I only saw one so far, but it was the vagina one. Oh, yeah, sure. And so you guys did feel a little controversy over that. Yeah, well, that that was weird. It was weird for a few reasons. So that one, that was a one-off sketch that we made for Comedy Central. Yeah. They, um... So usually you don't make them for Comedy Central. No, we have been making sketches for IFC.com. Oh, yeah, right, okay. And uh, yeah. we made five for them. And then before that, for years, we just made our own sketches and put them out on YouTube right, every right. month or so, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, we did it for IFC for a little bit, and we actually have four more IFC sketches coming out in a couple months. Yeah. Um, Wicked. But in the meantime, 
we made one of our own, and then we made one with Comedy Central with this great director named Brandon Dermer, who's so fucking funny and it's awesome. Funny. It's a good, yeah, and, it's good. And the sketch though is it's interesting. They didn't label it as women. It's a Comedy Central sketch. Okay. So, but it's us. We wrote it and started in it. Can you and, say who's in it just for people? Yeah, that might not Alan know. Strickland Williams, Pat Bishop, Jake Weissman, and myself are mm-hmm. the four people in Women. And then Brandon Dermer directed that sketch, but normally Pat Bishop directs and edits all our stuff. Okay. Um, and what was weird was this, man. So the sketch is called God's Vagina, right? Yeah. And I'll just – I'm going to like describe the sketch and then go backwards and tell you where we came from. Like in the sketch, um, Jake and I are kids and he does that thing where he, he like we make a V with our hands and we put them together and then I look inside and it looks like a, it looks a like pussy. It looks like a vagina. Yeah, yeah. To a degree. To, it never did. <laughs> but that's something kids do. Kids thought it and did. And then I get yeah. sucked into his hands. Yeah. I get sucked into the vagina and I end up in this white void. God's there and yeah. God shows me his vagina. And yeah. look, I just spoiled the entire sketch for you. There's other I'm elements sorry. that are funny that there you didn't are mention. Other so they could... Well, I'm going to mention them though. Because oh, okay. The other, and then... So there's that, right? Yeah. That's the sketch we wrote. <clears throat> to us, we were, Jake actually wrote the sketch. Yeah. And he called me and he was like, is this funny? Uh, and the, when he called me and told, asked me if this is funny, the crux of it was, hey, man, have you ever seen a vagina? No. Look at this. Open your hands up. And then the dude gets sucked in. That's yeah. the joke to us. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, it does look like a vagina. The God <laughs> thing <laughs> is just a relish. Yeah. It's just like it's exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we get. Sucked in. It's like the tagline after the it's, joke's been hit. Yeah. Exactly. That's the concept. And then we get in there, and then the tag is like, oh, he sees a vagina anyway, because yeah, God yeah. shows him his vagina. Right. Oh, isn't that novel? You know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's the sketch, right? Yeah. Then we wrote that. Comedy Central really wanted to do that one, because uh, they like we were going to go in there for two writing days and a shoot day, and the writing days we were going to brainstorm with them about what they wanted to shoot with us. And then shoot with them. But instead, they just asked us to send them a script of a sketch we'd written, and then we did, and they just wanted to make that, right? So, yeah. Um, so that was like why the process was like that. Then we realized that the only, there were only three characters in it me, Jake, and, and uh, Pat was playing God. Yeah. And we wanted Alan to be in it because it was our first Comedy Central sketch. So yeah. Jake was like, Jake brainstormed on it, and he just wrote us and was like, hey, what if? God has like a gimp character he hangs out with, <laughs> like the gimp from Pulp Fiction, and we yeah. were like, yeah, of course. So now in the sketch, it's written so Alan is the gimp with like uh, wearing like leather and a ball gag, and he's God's gimp. Yeah. Uh, so that's the progression of the sketch, and up until then, we were still calling the sketch vagina, right? Right. So. Brandon shoots it and he makes the beginning kind of eerie and uh, and it like really there's a lot of God in the end. And then when they released it, they named it God's Vagina yeah. instead of Vagina. And it and those choices uh, made people changed freak. it. Oh. So, yeah, like it, it didn't change the sketch. It didn't make it. It's really, really funny. And the original joke's still in there. Yeah. But. It made it so the God part was like a huge part of it where it wasn't that to us. And we like didn't expect it. And so it's online and people are like, this is offensive. These people were just trying to shit on the Christian God and stuff. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? The thing is, I don't even care because sure, I'll shit on God and the Christian. I don't. 
I don't give a fuck for whatever you believe in, but I don't give a fuck at all what anyone believes in. Right. Like, I'll make fun of anything. That's why I, like, might be vegan one day, and I think it's funny to talk about murdering cats. I don't fucking care. Right. Nothing matters. We're all going to die. There's so much sadness and pain in the world. Why are you getting upset over what someone fucking says on a podcast or does on a sketch on the internet? Yeah. And that's the the overlying theme of all that to me. Uh, like, uh, and I know, like, if you're like, that's yeah, like the, life is absurd. Life is absurd. So who cares? And um, it was it was fascinating to me to watch. Like, clearly, our director saw this sketch that we wrote in a little bit of a different way than we did, mm-hmm. uh, and we had never come across that before because it's always just been four of us making stuff. Yeah. And so that was new and enlightening to me that he like saw other comedy in it that we didn't see. And, uh, and then the fact that we like, if you objectively a sketch where God is a man that has a vagina and he like, has like a leather boy that hangs out with him. <laughs> that is really offensive to yeah, a lot of people. For sure. But we didn't even realize that because that's just what our lives are like. Right. And uh, and so the, the controversy and everything surrounding that sketch is like very interesting to me and very like uh, eye opening. Uh, it's been like it's been cool, man. It came out and Jake and I especially were like. Oh, wow. I think we're weird. I think we're just weird people yeah. who don't look at the world the same way as other people. Which is good. Which Probably. Which is a nice way to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I you definitely, I, I saw it and I like it and I, you guys are weird, but I think good comedy is weird. I agree. Because it's... Oh, we're proud of it, man. I'm yeah. really proud of it. Yeah. So, look out for women and, yeah, you can see that on Comedy Central's website, right? Yeah, and all our stuff, including that, is at our website, womencomedy.com. Yeah. And also, on tw- we're at Women Comedy on Twitter and we, like, write a bunch of all caps, yeah. um, sociopathic stuff on there. And, uh, yeah, and your stand-up show is good heroin which is the best if you're in la go to that um it's every saturday all this stuff and then that also i, I, oh, I should have i gotta wrap it up but i i gotta say that uh yeah you, you know what i'm trying to do in canada before i come down here is what you do here what do you mean um you do your own self-produced tours i've noticed oh yeah and i starting to do that in canada it's a lot harder it's not as many cool cities yeah, but uh, man, we should trade. I really info because I, I want to do that in Canada yeah. next year. Yeah, I've ne- I've done stand up in Canada once at an improv show in Vancouver. Yeah, uh, and I I know that you would love Toronto. I'm sure I, Toronto. I, if, even if you were there for a while, you would get up so many times. Yeah, good crowds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm down. It's it's a, it's a huge comedy city. Cool. cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> Move here and and but yeah. So tour. watch. Look for Dave when he's on the road. Yeah, my website is yeah. Dave to the Ross, D A V E T O T H E Ross dot com, and like tour dates and good heroin and all that shit's there. Yeah, cool. Um, Anything else you want to plug? Just before, I don't know, man, I just want to go to Canada. Take me to Canada, Chris. Yeah, well, I want to come here, so maybe we'll do like some weird exchange program. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> and great. you can stay with my family. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, be in so the suburbs. Awesome. Oh God. <laughs> um, Thanks so much. Did you have fun? Oh, it's so much fun. Thanks yeah, for having me, man. Me this too. was great. Thanks. Anytime. All right, guys. That was uh, Dave Ross. Dave, thanks so much for coming on. It was like a blast and a good way to end the trip out here out west. And you guys, we already promoted his sketch troupe in uh, 
his website and all that stuff, but also on Twitter. Follow him at Dave to the Ross and uh, follow his jokes and get all updates and stuff like that. And then follow us at Utopia to me and uh, that with me. And then, you know, tweet at us and be like, oh, man, you guys got to listen to this podcast. It's it's insanely fresh. And then also follow me at Chris Lock Fun to find out what I'm doing with my life. You know, like I got weird thoughts. I, I, I sometimes I watch TV, but most of the time I'm doing stand up and making comedy. So you'll learn about that. And then otherwise, you guys already know that. If you're like already fans of the podcast, you already know this stuff. But I feel like I got to do it all the time. All right. Jeez, you know what? I also got to get some warm, fresh shirts out of the dryer and put them on my body. Did you know that too? No. So that's why you listen, to learn new things. Thanks. And you guys are the best. Keep coming back to check out Utopia to Me and have a good one. Enjoy your life and uh, kiss a, a tree today because, you know, all kinds of trees are neat. Thank you. Bye.